to Dancing with Gravity, my podcast into the life of a juggler. My name is Cyril Rabat. I'm your host. I'm French. Sorry for my accent. I've been a professional juggler for the past 25 years, and this is episode number 13, where I'm going to be talking about doubt. But before that, I want to let you know that I started a GoFundMe Uh, to raise money to record a video series to teach the world how to juggle. So it's called Help Cyril Teach the World to Juggle. Uh, Let me double check if it's really that. Yes. Help Cyril me teach the world to juggle. So if you go on gofundme.com and put that, you're going to find me. And... um, Yeah, the idea is to get some fun so I can actually focus on doing this video technique I've been thinking of doing for ages, but uh, keep putting aside because it it actually requires so much more work than I thought originally now that I'm getting into it and I'm going to have to really focus on this, therefore uh, not perform so much and I need... Uh, cash to live so in order for me to take the time to do it I'm doing a GoFundMe to pay my rent we'll see where it goes well it's a good intro for doubt because it's the first time I'm reaching out um, to the world in a way like to get help Uh, or maybe I did but I don't remember but I never did in that way like just plainly saying out there, you know, like out loud, I I need some help to get that done because I'm the proud type, like the type like, no, I'm I'm just going to do it by myself and support myself and do everything by myself. Um, I have very high expectations of myself and put myself to very high standards and, and, I think it's great because that's what pushed me to become a good juggler, but also sometimes it sucks because it's very lonely. It might be a little too over the top sometime. So, yeah, this 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 week I want to talk about doubt and how you know the the road is not always green and. You know, I don't know if you say that in English, actually. You say that in French, like, you know, like, it's not always easy and it's not always granted or given that it's going to be easy to just wake up and do the thing you plan on doing or you want to be doing. It might be really hard, actually, to get there and to do that. And I've been pushing a lot for many years, and it 
it's been working until now, more or less. But I'm this last few days I had this realization that it's it's really hard right now for me to find the inspiration and find the courage and find the will to just keep on going and maybe I'm also going about it maybe in a little too hard you know like it's okay to not be perfect and it's okay to need to rest and to need to regroup it doesn't have you know we're not machines and it's funny because I know that about myself as a juggler you know I go on stage and I know I'm not a machine so I know I'm probably going to fail and that's okay but in life, I tend to forget that. I tend to think, no, 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 I'm so good. I'm just going to power through this. And it's not always the answer. Um, and it made me realize, you know, look back to my life and think about my journey. And it made me realize I I doubted a lot, actually, Um many times and it it comes like waves you know it comes and goes so I had period of time where I was really inspired and just no question in my brain I was just like this this is what I need to be doing Um, I need to be a juggler I need to be juggling and I need to be doing that and most of the time it did coincide with like having a good job like you know getting a good contract and working in a great circus of or cabaret or whatever it was for a period of time and then really there's this gratification of like oh I'm I'm not I'm a professional like I'm not doing that for nothing I'm actually you know good enough to make a living out of it but not always not always it's you know the down periods and the doubt periods can come any time really and when those come it can be really hard um, it's true that having support and a lot a lot of the time I, I don't I don't think I had support I, I was the the type of like just doing things by myself you know like as I said like power through things I'm, I can do this I'm my own I am my own boss I am my own driver and I don't need anyone and it was comforting for me to know that I didn't need anyone but then when it's become hard then I didn't have really anyone around me to turn to and to share that with and that can be um, very hard uh, yeah, I remember those times. I remember being like 20 years old and going through like a doubt period of wondering if I would ever succeed at that because especially at the beginning, juggling takes so long to master. There's those, there's this saying um, that I heard in Russia from my teacher in, in Moscow saying that it takes 10 years to make a good juggler, not even a great juggler, just just a good juggler. It takes 10 years. 
of practice. Um, it's just how it is. It just takes time. And um, so when I was younger, I, you know, like it, it was coming very slowly. Juggling comes really slowly. It's only a matter of dedication and just keep doing it. And and it comes very slowly. And there is those moments of doubt. Am I ever going to make it? Is it really going to get me anywhere? I remember especially dark time. I was in north of France visiting a friend uh, that had a great circus. He built a circus with his uh, colleagues and, and they had a really nice show and they were performing there in, in north of France in a in a weird town. It was kind of like industrial town, kind of gloomy. But they did this really very nice contemporary uh, show. That was, that was 18 years ago and it was very modern at the time. It was really breaking some rules and and I was there living in my truck. I had a van and I would sleep in the back of my van and travel around and try to, you know, meet people, meet friends and, and learn from them or get motivated with them, like practice with them and see art, see circus as much as possible and uh, perform in the street do a living like that. And I remember this gloomy day. I was really like, what the fuck am I doing? Is it even worth it? Is even living life worth it? And I think having those thoughts and not having really anyone to call to to talk to about it and to share, that was the hardest part. I'm really happy I was able to get out of the hole by myself but I, I'm not sure everyone is strong enough to do that and it's very important to surround yourself with people you can talk to and be honest about it so those time comes and go and it's okay that's, that's okay that's part of life I think and we can't be always turn on and ready to go. And I, I'm very demanding with myself and I have the tendency to kind of like believe that until I crash and, and remember, oh, wait a second, I, I'm only human. I, there's only that much I can do and then I just need to trust and and trust that you know things are going to be okay I'll, I'll be seen i'll i'll get a job I'll, whatever it is just trust that it's it will come i have this ex excerpt that i wrote when was that? I don't remember. A few weeks ago. I heard Nick Offerman talk. He's um, um, an actor. 
And I was hearing him talk about uh, pursuing a discipline and the way he sees it. And what he says is not to approach any level of perfection. As a human beings, we cannot attain perfection. Mastering an art form has more to do with being able to cover your mistakes. That I love. I love this saying. I'm going to say it again. Mastering an art form has more to do with being able to cover your mistakes. Then he goes on. Uh, no matter how much of a virtuoso a master becomes, if they are in a mentality of a student or pursuing their discipline, they will never end their growth to say, here, I've done it. That was the perfect rendition. Instead, what keeps me motivating and moving forward is a constant pursuit of betterment. I gave up on perfect a long time ago and I'm chasing halfway decent. I think it's really wise and I really like the way he puts it like <laughs> mastering an art form has more to do with being able to cover your mistakes because in juggling basically that's what's happening it's it's um close to impossible to, to do a perfect rendition of let's say a seven ball or something because each and every throw and every movement goes so fast that and it's so high up and so fast and needs so much high level of millimeter precision that of course some throws are going to be a little bit off but what happens when you become a master is that you you sense it you see it you sense it and you're able to um, anticipate it and take action to correct the trajectory the next time around when you're not good enough or a master yet when you start throwing bad throws what happened is that it just gets worse so it's a downward spiral where it's just getting worse and worse and worse but when you're a master things get bad and then you can recuperate you can put it back in the proper form so you're correcting the mistake and you're covering your mistake um and it's a constant uh, alignment, realignment. Juggling is a constant realignment. And the thinner you get at it, like the, the better you're getting at realigning everything and covering your mistake, the better you're becoming at doing the trick. And people outside are seeing it like, oh, you're really mastering it. So it's very accurate. This 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 thought is really I, I really applies to juggling very well. And I like what he's saying about having the mentality of a student, even when you're a master, even when you spend your life doing it and you really mastered it. If if you keep seeking growth, you're 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 still on the right track because you're still growing or at least you don't think you're perfect what is perfection 
perfection is not human. Perfection is not even in nature. You know, like when you observe and you look closely at anything in nature, nothing is like perfectly symmetrical. It, I think they did a studio, study like that, like doing symmetrical faces, like, you know, taking a f- the face of someone, uh, you Photoshop it and you cut it in half and then you, you actually double the right side of the face, for example, or, or the left side, doesn't matter, but like double one side and, and make it symmetrical that actually, and, and people look weird, like people are not attracted to their faces, even, even with a very, like a, a person that, that's pretty or, or, or like handsome looking person, if you do that, they become weird, like you, you don't, you're not attracted, people are not attracted to that, because of the symmetry, it's too symmetrical, it's too perfect, that's definitely true with performing, like I, I, I say that all the time, when I, when I talk about my performances, like my performances, the best, my best performances are always the one where I did at least one mistake, when I don't do any mistake, there's a lack of humanity. There's, it's perf, it's perfect. Like there, there's a perfect rendition. I don't, I don't drop. I don't do any mistake, and it feels good. Like for me to do a show like that feels really good, and it's still really good. I think the audience enjoys and it works. But if I'm honest and I look back, the best performances the stronger one, the one where the audience really react in a way that I can sense that they were so touched and they gave that back to me. And so when I get off stage, I can feel the power in the house. I can feel the power in, in the theater. It's when I drop once and suddenly I break the spell of being perfect and uh, there's the humanity just engulf in that one drop, in that one mistake, and everybody's breath is like taken away, and there's this sense of shit. Oh shit! Like failure is is right around the corner. Every step of the way that I'm doing what I'm doing, failure is around the corner, and I'm facing this challenge if there's no failure during my act there's no reality people can imagine that what i'm doing is difficult but they're not experiencing it so it's the the failure is just an illusion it's just an idea it's a concept in their mind but when i do fail and i don't intend to i never intend to fail in my shows i i say that because in traditional circus jugglers do fail in purpose because they know that because they know that it brings this um they they might not know it consciously the way i'm explaining it but they they there's this uh popular wisdom in the traditional circus where they figure out a lot of things even even if they're not 
totally conscious of it. They, they just know how to play with the audience and how to dance with the audience. And so they do that. Jugglers do that. You know, like at one point, the last trick or the, the next to last trick, they, they drop in purpose to, to make the audience react and get in that, in that place. Like, no, failure is real. It's, it's not a concept. It's actually a real thing. And then the audience experienced failure and is like, shit. And then you do the trick after that and you succeed at it. And then the audience just goes nuts. Nuts. Because they realize it's not a given. I'm not a machine. I'm not a superhero just, you know, doing a superpower that I was just born with. That's why I much rather enjoy Batman than Superman. It's exactly the same thing. Superman was born um, with his powers just because he comes from another planet and he's in he's on Earth. I think I was about to say in France. No, obviously he's not in France, but he's on Earth. Um, he's just like that, you know, like there's no really, I mean, in the new movies that he, he is like battling with, you know, consciousness and different things, but like his powers are just a given. Batman is just a random guy. He just happens to be rich and has fun tools, but he's like, uh, pushing himself to become this superhero, superhuman. He earns his tools he earns his superpowers and he has to maintain them he has to work for them it's not a given and that's the whole difference i i don't think life is a given i think you earn and you work for it and you build so yeah i'm about you know performing showing that side that I'm not Superman, I'm more Batman and that I can fail and I can trip and I can fall and drop. And that brings a completely different vibration to the act. And those act are always better for, for some reason than the one I do perfectly. That's, that really helped me to accept failure and dropping during my performances, you know, understanding that and be like, okay, so it's a question of like handling how I fail. That is the real deal. It's not about not failing. It's not about focusing on like, oh, I need to be perfect and not fail. It's more about when I fail because it's unavoidable, like maybe not every night, but once in a while, I am going to fail. How do I handle that? What is my reaction? How, it, how can I react to that so it actually empowers my performance instead of making, making it worse? That's the real challenge. How you deal with your failure. How do you react to it? And you have a choice. We all have a choice. You know, oh, I can like drop a ball on stage and freeze and start 
freaking out. And if I do that, I'm going to most probably fail again. And then it's going to get worse because I'm going to freeze even longer and being uh, my head is going to spiral into like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then uh, the audience is going to be become very unsettled and like uh, what's happening here because, you know, like they're expecting me. It's okay if I fail a few times, but like if I start failing over and over and over again, it really creates this unease like, oh, shit, I'm, you know, they're not here to see someone just struggle for five minutes. They're here to see a great performance and hopefully have their mind blown. But if I fail and I take a breath and I'm honest about it and I'm just, you know, honestly sharing the feelings that I have because I just failed and I let them go and accept that I'm not perfect and gather myself so I become, you know, I put myself back in a place where I can try again. Because that's the most challenging thing is when you fail. Because when you do a, you know, juggling act, it's not like the Olympic Games, like I'm doing the Olympics and then I fail and then I lose and then you're out of the competition. When I fail on stage, maybe I fail after like three minutes. I still have my next two minutes to do. I cannot just walk out of stage and be like, oh, that's it, I lose. It's like, no, the music keeps going. I'm still here. The audience is still expecting me to keep performing and I, I just have to keep on going. So you can't escape that. So you need to find a way to recenter yourself and put yourself back in a place where you can actually try again. Either try the same trick again or move on to the next trip trick. But it doesn't really matter what you choose to do. You need to be in a good place to keep juggling. Because if you go on this downward spiral of freaking out, um, the juggling is not going to go well. Because juggling is really a question of being centered, like being your mind is needs to be focused, your body needs to be engaged the proper way. So it's really a question of like centering yourself and being present to yourself and to the present moment so you can actually achieve the trick. And that that takes practice to be at that place while 100, 500, 2,000, 5,000, maybe a whole country if you're on TV is watching you. That takes a lot. It, it already takes skills to do that by yourself in your kitchen, but it takes a lot when you do that in front of an audience because you're exposed, like you're naked. That's what I love about performing is that the audience actually... You can't hide anything to the audience. When you, when you, if you think you can hide, you're fucked. The audience sees everything. When you're performing on stage, the audience is there, looking at you, not doing anything else. Their mind focus on you, so they see, feel, and experience 
everything you're going through. Whatever you do, your breath, you're nervous, you're happy, you're this, you're that, whatever it is, and also very subtle things. So that's why I think when you drop and you fail and you trip, it, don't try to hide it. It's useless, especially in juggling. Once you fail, like you drop all the balls, drop on the floor, it's this boom, and then you you have no balls in your hands anymore and you're fucked. Like, you're just fucked. Don't don't hide it. Just own it. Own it. Okay. Okay. I just I just messed up right now. Right. How do you deal with that? Are you gonna laugh at yourself? Or are you gonna take it like well? C'est la vie. That's my new trick now. <laughs> I say that actually in my show. Uh, you know, by the end I do this um, trick with eight ball. Before I do my eight ball routine, I do an eight ball flash, which means I throw eight balls one after the other in the air and I catch them back. It's, for me, it's pretty hard. And when I miss, it's silent at this moment. So it's like this big pressure because there's no more music. It's silence. It's like kind of like drum roll, but there's no drum roll. It's just the silence is doing the drum roll. And then when I miss, I'm like, well, c'est la vie. You know, shit happens. And it just breaks up the tension in the room. It's like, it's okay. Gather yourself. Get back on your feet. Breathe. Refocus your mind because that's the big deal. Refocus your mind and don't start juggling until you're at the right place. If you start juggling too soon and you're not ready, you're just going to fuck up again. So what is it better? Is it better to take like an extra four or five seconds where the audience is like, mm, what is happening? But then when you get back into it, you're actually juggling correctly and you do a nice performance until the end or quickly get back on your feet, get the balls and do it again and then miss again and then go in this loop where you're like fucking up after fucking up. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. That's that's really like the way you can do it or or not. You can make it happen or not. Well, that's my advice. Shitty advice, I know, but <clears throat> that's my advice. Let me read you the end. Oh, yeah. I have a new ending. If you find this podcast valuable, you can support it in many ways. You can review, uh, review it wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can share it on social media with your friends. Please do. You know, like trying to reach out more people. Or you can support it directly. Yes, I, if you purchase juggling props on playjuggling.com forward slash I hope it's going to be DWG, but I'm still figuring that out. I'll put a link. Uh, DWG is like Dancing with Gravity. Uh, it's a link so you get your props directly from uh, the factory in Italy at no shipping costs. So you get the stuff like fresh out of the factory 
at no shipping cost and I'll get a commission on what whatever you, you order so I can keep doing this podcast. And uh, thanks for listening. And remember, failure is an essential part of juggling. Mm-hmm. But failing is not a problem. The problem is not learning from your failures. So get out, get out there and juggle, fail, learn, repeat. Oh,